I'm just going to put us onto social media. Hello, everyone. Welcome to myself and Christine. Christine, say hello to everyone. Hello, everybody. Hello. We're just, uh, Christine, we're just going to let all the social media uh, feeds uh, kick in. I've got my bank of green lights, and as soon as we're ready to go, I will tell you that we are all a go, go, go. And all the lights are green. So today is a, a very special broadcast on behalf of women in food and farming. As you all know, we recently had the hugely sad news that Caroline Drummond, MBE, champion of sustainable farming and the driving force behind Leaf and Open Farm Sunday, had passed away following a short illness. In celebration of Caroline and everything she's achieved for all of us in our sectors, the Women in Food and Farming Group have set up a short broadcast with a number of key individuals who've been so positively influenced by Caroline over the years and hosted by ourselves, Beanstalk. As part of this, we're also running an edited version of the broadcast that Caroline did with Women in Food and Farming in March of this year, which we believe portrays the legacy of what she's created and why we all need to continue to support it all. After the film, we're going to have some key reminiscences from the likes of Beverly Dixon, Karen, Karen Mercer, Teresa Wickham, Annie Walton, Christine, uh, Jane Craigie and Safi from MDS, giving us their thoughts on Caroline in her various guises, be that her impact, her education in the respects of um, um, implementing uh, farming into schools, her awards, her vision and tenacity, her college days, and her involvement with women in food and farming. Christine, um, so I'd look to open up with this, this sad news about, about Caroline. You were the one that uh, were really keen to, to instigate this broadcast. Your, your thoughts, please. Everyone, yeah, well, I first of all want to welcome everybody to this special broadcast of Women in Food and Farming. We've ne never done anything like this before. It is, however, our tribute to Caroline Drummond, who we lost last week at the age of 58, leaving a husband and a daughter. Her passing has caused shockwaves in the industry. How can somebody so full of life, so energetic and with so much more to give just disappear? None of us have seen anything like the outpouring of grief and shock that's come from our industry as a result. Caroline, amongst all of her other achievements, was also a founder of Women in Food and Farming. And when we met in person, she never missed a meeting. Um, having moved to the monthly, monthly uh, talks, Caroline um, was our speaker only two months ago. Editing, this was before she knew she was ill. Editing her 40 minutes interview down was incredibly hard because every word felt precious. But I hope we've captured the best bits for you to hear again. And after that, we've got a number of people, as Max said, all in food and farming to share their memories of Caroline and to remind us of the enormous impact that she's had on our, on our industry. So let's go straight to the edited video, Max. Thank you. Just to say, when we were clip clipping the, the edit, uh, video, to me, as we just said in our green room, it's a bit like a video version of uh, Desert Island Discs without, without the music. And it really shows what Caroline has created and why we all need to continue to support it to make it flourish. There's a little bit too much of myself and Christine in it, but we needed that, that for context. And Caroline's internet in beautiful Cornwall is a bit uh, hit and miss, uh, but we can see her and hear her. And hopefully on the back of this, we'll, we'll never forget her. Uh, Christine, could you just turn off your, your video, please? And just bear with me, everyone, as I get the video up. Why did you want Caroline to come on, Christine, today? Well, partly as I said, she's a role model to so many people. She's done a, she's, she's a fantastic public speaker. Sorry, Caroline, I'm going to set you up a bit here. She's a fantastic public speaker. She has done so much to improve farmers' attitudes to the environment and everything that she does is so on point, you know, that, that now that with, with DEFRA looking at what, what the sustainable farming incentive should be and what they should do, they're key people working with DEFRA, that, you know, that, that the DEFRA are, are piloting their, their schemes using LEAF. So there's just, she's just ahead of her time. But Caroline, does that put pressure on you? Because you, you, you've been on this fantastic roller coaster of leaf, which we'll go into in a bit in a bit more detail. But does that put pressure on you to wake up every morning and want to do more and want to do good and, and all that internal pressure? How does that work with you? 
Um, yes, and I and I guess it feeds into that comment from Christine, sort of you know the imposter syndrome. It's the wow, how do we get with? Have we done enough? And it is that sort of that constant thinking. Mm, there's so much more. Uh, yes, uh, and yes, I live in that constant area of of, of tongue tiedness. Um, but I but Seriously. I have a. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, I think so, because you sometimes think, oh, golly, I'm just waffling and I need to be really clear. And a, a one of the really good lessons, again, it's from my husband. Occasionally when I, you know, I've written an article, he'll read it and he'll say, what are you saying? And I'll tell him what I'm saying. And he'll say, why haven't you written that? And I think it is that best area of, of really clarity, because we hide ourselves in these wonderful long words of regenerative agriculture yeah. and agroecology and bio biodiversity etc when actually people just want clear simple directions or clear support and things like that do you suffer from imposter syndrome surely not uh, probably not now no um I, I and what my learnings was was at a very young age where um i realized um actually some people bullshit terribly sorry am i allowed to say that yeah, uh, and uh, it's not the bbc um and you just sort of kind of realize that sometimes people will hide behind some very complicated words and you just you know the great thing is to ask that question of i'm, I'm really sorry but i seem to have missed the point of what you're saying could you just <laughs> say it again and then they they fiddled because they didn't really know what they were saying anyway so i think it's that curiosity and, and recognizing, you know, yes, I'm, I am comfortable in my skin, comfortable with what I do because I've done it for sort of 30 years plus. How do you create the values and ethics? It's all about people at the end of the day. So um, we, as LEAF, was the, we were the second of a, a pan-European project, uh, the first thing in Germany. And my very first week was to go out on, uh, go to Germany to see what was happening over there. And it was the, the keenness of the brilliant Germans that we were working with and a really good board. So David Richardson was our, our first wow. chairman. Yeah. And uh, we had George Jackson. I mean, there was a whole lot of names of the time who sat around the table with a great uh, belief of trying to make things work. I mean, my job description was for a three-year project to reposition agriculture in the minds of the general public. I think that's probably why we've got to sort of beyond 30 years, because we haven't quite won on that yet. But um, <laughs> the, uh, uh, it's, it was the people. And, you know, David Richardson uh, was a very visionary. George Jackson, you know, hugely visionary. And, and then we, we very quickly signed up some very forward-looking yeah, I think I think the real thing is is the right people and then from there you know really strong boards and of course you know wonderful uh, team within the LEAF organization really oh. smart individuals. Is there anything that you feel either yourself personally or at LEAF over the, the past 30 years that you could have done better that that you would have said to your to your earlier self to your younger self? But I think um, I think the real thing is you have to go through pain. And uh, so for the first probably five or six years, there were there were two of us that uh, which was Justine Hard, who still works at Leap and myself. And um, over the years, you know, we have experienced uh, a severe sort of hardship of will will the organization be going beyond Christmas uh, and and that's you know I think that's a sense of realism of you know I've slept on the floor in the leaf office uh we've kind of begged borrow steel we only steal biscuits I would like to say that we steal lots of things and, and barrows when we're allowed to uh but I guess the you know the real learnings are being true to yourself all the way through and the things that are probably I don't know if we would have necessarily done things differently we could have done things faster taken bigger yeah. risks but I just wonder whether we would have had the same opportunity to um to keep people with us yes more yeah. than anything um yeah is to ultimately have no regrets true that you've got this positive pressure you're so driven as an individual and Leaf is so driven on the on the back of that 
what's next? Tell us the strategy on the basis that you've created this amazing foundation over the last 30 years. What are you now looking to, to achieve? What, where, where, where's, where's the growth? Where's the engagement? Are you just going to be programmed to the UK or are you looking globally? Tell us, tell us, tell us your secrets. World domination, of course. <laughs> I, mean, I, I think for us, uh, we've set obviously a 10 year strategy to take us to 2031. Right. And, you know, the next five years are going to be rocky. We cannot deny that they will be because of, you know, and, and it's really, if you want to kind of find, you know, who's the puppeteer out there? It is the United Nations, the the how Davos look at the risks and uncertainties. It's not responding um, to climate change. It's not responding to the cyber attacks and now what is so, social cohesion, i.e. political unrest. So there are those sort of things that are out there that you've got to be aware of. But by 2030, we've got to deliver against the Sustainable Development Goals, the Paris Accord, what comes out of COP15, uh, which is obviously the biodiversity, um, biological diversity um, COP, and uh, and much more. And, you know, of course, net carbon zero, build up our biodiversity, ensure that we have rural livelihoods uh, really uh, active in, in our countryside. Um, so therefore, our ambition has been very much to gear up against what we do, three areas of Knowledge generation exchange, that's farmer to farmer learning and good practical support. It's around Leaf Mark, and I'll come back to that. And it's around education and public engagement, as you say, new ways as well, not just Open Farm Sunday, but new ways of inspiring people to be, well, have a lifelong love of, of farming, obviously. And I think, you know, our big pull now is Tesco made the announcement in September yes. last year. And with that, uh, by the end of this year, all UK produce being sold by Tesco will be LeafMark certified. And by the end of 2024, it will be all their global produce. Now, we have That's ongoing certain. commitment, obviously, from Waitrose and from Marks and Spencers. And uh, Lidl have just made a, a recent announcement as well. So that will be by 20, the end of 2023, all their supply from the UK will be LeafMark certified. So that's going to drive change. It'll drive change in different ways from those farmers who said, oh, you know, I thought I should be doing this anyway, right through to those of, oh, God, you know, oh, right, here we go. And it's for us, you know, we're not just a farm assurance scheme. We're beyond farm assurance. And that's something that's really important. We've got to create a way that it adds value both in the marketplace to people's lives and to people's business efficiencies. And so that's, you know, what we will continue to strive. And as you say, collaboration all the way is key. And our global collaboration is going to become more and more important on smarter ways of how we deal with some of the crop physiology challenges that are starting to demonstrate themselves through this, you know, these extreme weather conditions. You know, look at Australia. 43 feet of flooding yeah, right through to the impact of now the wildfires out there which has started you know with the ozone layer is not mending as fast as it was sort of thing so there's some real challenges out there and i guess you know enthusiasm breeds enthusiasm doesn't it like negativeness yeah. breeds negativeness so i think um there's a lot of people i mean uh, one of the ipcc statistics yesterday was that 40% of the world's population is already impacted by climate change. Um, and so when you start looking at some of the big challenges that are out there, then actually, you know, what is it that we can learn? What is it that we can share? What is it that we can improve to ensure that, you know, we have a certain amount of stability in this very unstable world? Actually, how can we help LEAF to be a continued success, please? So, I mean, I think, thank you, thank you for that opportunity. I mean, I think firstly is, um, you know, helping support or understand what we do, because sometimes people only see part of what we do. Uh, and, you know, please visit Leaf Demonstration Farm or speak to, you know, others in the team. What are, what are the risks and opportunities for farming, Caroline, as you see them now? So I think that the big risk is this, 
uh, challenge of transition into a new era for, for sort of core farmers. And a lot of the fresh produce growers, of course, have not really been involved historically in things like, you know, ELS and HLS, et cetera. Or well, LH, HLS, they would have been. Um, but I think, you know, one of the real risks is that very issue. You know, labor's up 15%, fuels, you know, fertilizer, you're talking 200, 300%, you know, all, all the time we're seeing increasing costs and getting access. There's nothing spare. There's no spare time. There's no spare people. There's no spare money. So the capability to be able to invest, to transform farm businesses is absolutely critical. And I guess, you know, one of the challenges is going to be ensuring that we have enabling legislation in this area, that some of the investment funds really realistically support farmers in making new choices on their businesses of the price of food. And that squeeze, uh, those very squeezed margins. And it is, it's a big challenge and it's a bigger debate that should have come out and maybe will come out of the national food strategy. Um, in that uh, it's around, you know, poverty and actually as a farming sector, uh, you know, we're not a social service to support the challenges of poverty. We need to sort out the real challenges of poverty to bring some level of, of equity in this area. And I, I'm, you know, I, I'm, I don't know the answer on that, but everybody has a right to good quality foods. And we have a situation where, you know, there are more and more people that have, I think it was a 19% increase or something, wasn't there, for food banks. Um, so, you know, that's, that's a short-term challenge. The long-term opportunity is that, you know, ultimately we're growing health. We, as a farming industry, should be seen that, you know, what we grow is, we grow food, but we grow health and we grow health for our environment and we grow health for people so that our nutrition is not supplemented by little pots of vitamins, but is actually supplemented by food we eat and healthy food that we eat. Caroline, you say you faced lots of challenges along the way of your career to date. What advice would you give to individuals who are trying to instigate, who are trying to instigate changes within their businesses, in particular young people who may not have the power of reputation behind them? Yeah, I mean, I, th I think it's, it's partly belief, it's evidence, uh, and it's, it's homework. So there's a brilliant quote from Abraham Lincoln. Um, if, you, uh, if you give me six hours to cut down a tree, I will spend five hours sharpening my axe. And very many times, if you have got um, people sort of that you're trying to work with, if you have the one-to-one -one conversations of saying, mm, you know, this, this seems to be like a possibility, eventually you will get the fact that you've got, I don't know how many people you're working with, but the eight or the 30 or whatever that you're working or the three, uh, all on your side, because it's important to understand why do people resist things and they resist things because they fear it or it's going to be too much hassle or they don't see the benefit from it. So if you can create the opportunity to get people on your side because you think, look, this is, this is kind of like a no-brainer. We need to get inspiration from, I'm just going to call you a leader because you're a leader within, within our sector. You're, you're, you're so in inspiring. What, what word of hope can you give for us, for our sector at, at the moment, for where we are um, in, the, in these current times? What, what, how would you like to sign off uh, this, this broadcast in a positive note, please, Caroline? So I guess it's a kind of almost a, a quote, but, you know, if you can think it, you can do it. And, uh, you know, when you think of, golly, what do I want? You know, I want more. I want, you know, nature to be working harder with our technology. I want productivity. I want climate change reduction. You know, if you can think it, then actually somehow we can work out solutions to really solve it. Uh, behind every successful CEO of LEAF, there's a dairy farmer. Caroline, <laughs> how, how, would, how would your husband describe you, please? <laughs> It varies. <laughs> <laughs> no, you've got to answer. We want to know the answer. We, we love your husband. We want, we want to hear what you say. <laughs> um, uh, well, I, I, I mean, he, did, he didn't get to see very much of me before COVID, so um, probably perfect. Uh, and, 
I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, yes, we have a, a lot of respect for each other. And, uh, you know, I, I think from that point of view, it's, it's good. I think you would, uh, yes, scatty and obsessive is probably how you would describe me. And we, all, we would also interject that with, uh, with, with brilliant. Christine, do you want to wrap up for us for a March episode of Women and Food and Farming with, yeah. uh, with Caroline, please? Well, I obviously want to thank Caroline, not only for what she's done today, but all of her support of Women in Food and Farming. Well, there you go, everyone. I think that was... Uh... I think that was exactly the right thing to do to to roll that out. So can we move to Annie? Annie, could you turn on your video and your mic, please? And Annie, could you just tell everyone, because we've got so many people dialed in on the UK and international basis, just just uh, just uh, briefly who you are and what's your connection with Caroline and your anecdotes, please. Hello, everyone. Yes, um, I'm Anne Walton, um, as was Anne Greenwood, as I was at uh, college with Caroline. And um, that's how far we go back. So we were at college together and um, share a lot of the same friends. So um, I've known Caroline a long time and have obviously worked with her from time to time through LEAF and um, uh, other business activities. So, yes, um, we go back a long way. So I thought I'd just quickly share with you um, a little bit of um, the the. Um, time I had with Caroline um, it, uh, at Seal Hen College, along with um, Janie Craigie, who's going to speak in a little bit as well. So um, for those of the, you that don't know Seal Hen, it's an agricultural college um, in Devon. Um, and that's where Caroline studied, along with about 500 other students um, in the, uh, the mid-80s. And although Seal Hen was uh, it was an agricultural college at the time, heavily dominated um, by men. Um, most of the students were male. Um, uh, CD, as we called it, everybody knew her as at college, put herself forward to be part of the student union committee. Um, so um, she put herself out there and she succeeded in winning the, the hearts and minds of the majority of the students at the, the hustings that were held. And for the first time in its 60 year history, Seal Hayne had a female president um, in Caroline Drummond. So she set um, an absolute, you know, that was an absolute first for women at Seal Hayne. Um, and it's not necessarily a role that is envied by many, um, but she was made the, yeah, the, the, the president, which is a role which involves, it's a, it's a tricky balance between um, managing the expectations and um, looking after representing the students' wishes and keeping us out of some close scrapes, which is actually what Caroline ended up doing a lot of the time. And I just thought I'd share with you one such occasion, which was, um, it involved um, an old oil drum, which had been painted with some Russian writing and strategically dropped on a local beach during Rag Week, which obviously is a, um, in principle, it's raising money for charity, but in actuality, it involves quite a lot of drinking. Um, the objective um, was to raise awareness for Seelhane Rag Week and um, and we achieved that. Oh, well, me obviously, I wasn't involved in this because I wasn't necessarily on the uh, um, the right side of the law. But um, the local press certainly got involved, so we achieved the ambition of um, improving the um, the the knowledge of Rag Week. Um, but we didn't just attract the attention of the local press. We also attracted the attention of the local constabulary and also the bomb disposal squad, um, at which point it was found that the old drum contained slurry and the writing uh, was translated to say um, Seal Hain Rag Week. So um, at which point the local police made a visit to the college and Caroline was there to receive them. And somehow, and none of us still to this day, we have no idea how she did it, but somehow CD managed to talk the college out of the situation. And I'm very pleased to say that no charges were pressed. And we only really have Caroline to, to thank for that. Um, the other, um, the other uh, highlight for us of, 
uh, Caroline at college was that she was the lead singer in the college band. And we spent many a happy night in the Great Hall dancing away to CD and the Sensations. So um, what we weren't to know at the time was that actually all these uh, things were a little window into what would become the future of Caroline, which is her ability to, um, to uh, negotiate in very difficult circumstances and put herself out there well outside her comfort zone. There's no doubt that she would have a few reservations from time to time, but she was prepared to do that in order to achieve the outcome that she wanted. And I think her legacy is that lesson to us all. Um, um, but I think, I think the most important thing for me is that obviously the, the reaction from the industry has been um, unbelievable. But I think most importantly, she was a wife and a mother. And that's something that, um, as the rest of us carry on with our lives and um, go back to some kind of normality, um, uh, the nearest and dearest have got to find a way of dealing and adjusting to a, a life um, without CD. So um, I think certainly for anyone that is able to just spare a thought, um, and if, um, if you want a, a prayer for Caroline's closest family who have got a long road ahead of them. Thanks, Max. Annie, thank you. Thank you. Safi. Safi, over to you and Annie, if you could just turn off your video and, and Safi, if you could just say who you are and, uh, and uh, about M MDS, just for everyone dialing in, please. So I'm Safi Waterson. I'm the Chief Operating Officer at MDS. And my um, experience with Caroline is really the support that she gave to trainees and to myself, I have to admit. So when I started MDS, I had no industry background and when I inquired um, about the people that had gone on to do great things after doing MDS, Caroline Drummond was a name that was spoken with really great pride. Caroline was one of the first trainees to join MDS after she finished university. And I would hear statements such as, you must have heard of Caroline Drummond, the CEO of LEAF. And it was really clear to me that what they were saying was what more assurance could you want that you've joined an amazing business if someone like Caroline Drummond has endorsed it? I soon realized that Caroline may have left MDS, but she was certainly a continued supporter. She started LEAF as um, an influencer, a woman with passion, with an ability to drive her message forward. And she supported young people in the industry with the same passion and drive. She was open to giving advice, coaching and guidance. And she recognized that young people were the industry's future. And she never failed to deliver with enthusiasm, but also with wit and humor and knowledge and passion. So a lasting memory that I have is when she delivered an inspirational talk to MDS trainees. And this included a section on public speaking. And I watched as all the trainees sort of hung on to every word. She had total command of the room. She was interesting and confident and her passion was tangible. But most of all, she cared that the information she was delivering was going to make a difference to young people's careers. So I listened during her presentation and just like the trainees, I also absorbed every word. She spoke about eye contact, voice projection, preparation, sort of all the things that you would expect to hear when someone's giving a presentation about public speaking. But she had something that you couldn't teach. We all witnessed her putting into practice the theory that she was delivering. And I realized at that moment that she had something special there was a reason why people listened to her and it wasn't learnt, it was simply her, her charisma and her ability to deliver, to engage the audience and really leave them in awe. I took her teaching that day and vowed to remember what she had taught, but also acknowledge that some people are special. They just stand out. And it wouldn't be a failure if you weren't as good as she was because she was exceptional. And what she did achieve that day was a desire from the people that she delivered to, to aim for her brilliance. I know that trainees made personal contact with Caroline following that event, and she gave them time, advice and guidance. She was very busy, but she never turned anyone away. Her contribution was personal. It was without gratification. It was heartfelt and it was genuine. And she had a warmth that enabled those speak seeking guidance to approach her yet she was stoically professional and authoritative 
but she had a leadership style that included humour and kindness. And this combination is rare and it is what made her special. It is what made it possible for young people to approach her and to gain from her wisdom. So I'm left today wondering if she knew how good she was, what impact she had on people and how she inspired those starting their career. And I really regret that I didn't personally say these words to her. And I will not make the assumption in future that people know when they are good, taking more time to say, you are inspirational, your kindness and genuine desire to aid development is unfounded, and you are simply brilliant. And I really hope that she knew this. So Caroline's legacy will live on industry-wide, and MDS will never forget her influence on young people starting their careers. And I'll simply end by repeating the words that I have seen so often since the tragic news of her passing, the mighty Caroline. Safi, Safi, thank you. Thank you. Teresa. And Safi, if you could just turn off your video. Thank you. Teresa, over to you, please. Teresa, if you just turn, turn on your, you got your video on, if you just turn on your, turn on your sound. Okay. You're there. I'm there. The, I'm the there. floor is yours, Teresa. Okay, thank you very much. Well, it, it's a privilege to um, remember Caroline. Um, she leaves a big spot with us. I first came across Caroline when uh, David Richardson called a group of us together to, and I was working at a supermarket at that time, to uh, see if we could adopt in England the project that had been adopted in Germany. And we all discussed it and thought it was really worthwhile, but we knew it would not succeed unless he could find the right person to, to take this concept on. Not, not, not easy in agriculture. Lots of things have been and failed. And he found Caroline. Um, and that was the start of something. And I think that she, she fell into it with enthusiasm. She must have had days when she thought, what am I doing? Am I ever going to get there? But we, were, we remained great friends. I was able to help her a bit with the sort of supermarket bit, but I'd see her at the agricultural shows, we'd meet at the farmers club, talking about th how things were going. And it was her tenacity that kept things going. But also, I think people have to remember that these uh, bodies don't grow unless they've got some real intelligence, thinking and credibility about them. And that is down to Caroline and her team, who she was very, very generous with. Um, Caroline, over the years, received many awards and mentions, but there's one in particular I wanted to mention. Um, I nominated Caroline via the Women's Economic Forum for a global award. And she flew to India in 2019 in front of 600 women entrepreneurs from all over the world. She was actually the only real person representing farming. And she got this award, Woman of the Decade for Sustainability. And when she said to me afterwards, it was lovely because I had four days of meeting people who would set up businesses or they were doing all sorts of things. Um, and she, Caroline, she deserved that award, but also she enjoyed the fact that she'd got something really to contribute. She had to speak at it and give her view of what had happened and why she was worthy of the award. So, so I was very happy to nominate her for that. She also was thrilled with um, her Nuffield work. And as part of uh, the follow-up to it, um, we got Gus Schumacher over to the, from the States, who was a former agricultural undersecretary of state, who'd started something over there called Wholesome Wave to give people more fruit and vegetables. The doctors wrote a prescription and they could get it free from the markets. And we wanted to develop it over here. And Caroline said, I know what I'll do. We'll invite the right people and we'll host a dinner. And that's exactly what she did. And the Alexander Rose uh, picked it up. So she was generous, not only with her own organization, but with her time and her thinking. Um, she will be sorely missed, but if any of us left just half the sort of legacy she had, we'd be very proud of it. And I do agree with the point that was made. We do need to think of her family and make sure that you know, if we see them, we, we stop and talk to them about it. So many people avoid something when people have died, but Caroline was a special person. And the final bit, if anybody wants to really think about her last thoughts, is at Ragley Hall a few weeks ago, we celebrated 30 years of leaf. 
Caroline wasn't there uh, for obvious reasons, but her, her speech, which Philip read out, was the most lovely bit of her thinking of how it had been developed and everything else. And I emailed her that night to say, great speech. Uh, you were missed. It was a wonderful evening. And the email came back. But there's still so much more to do. I'm sure there is. But she's given them a fantastic start, not only for leave, but for the whole future of farming. Teresa, that, that was uh, that was brilliant. Yeah, her, her legacy does not stop here. It's uh, there's more work to be done with all of our support. Teresa, thank you, Beverly. Teresa, would you like to just turn off your video, please? Over to you, Beverly. You've got the floor. Thank you, Max. Um, Caroline was special, and we've heard that adjective several times already, haven't we? So special as a person, and because of that drive, that courage, that quality of thinking. And she, she was the one that challenged farmers and growers to think about the environment alongside conventional production. And she really kind of kept her eye on the necessity around the commercialism. So she lived that triple bottom line of people, profit, planet. And she kind of didn't take her eye off the practical aspects. She completely embraced and lived um, what she believed in. And she facilitated change across the whole industry. And that was through her leadership of LEAF. And she was the one that conceived the genuinely high standards of production that we've all signed up to. And we heard on the video that pretty much every UK retailer and their suppliers have adopted. Um, she built the team. The team have incredible reach. I remember being really surprised when I found out how many people were actually in her team with the both domestic reach and international reach. It's small in size, but certainly not in impact and influence. And it's her energy, her vision, and her ability to get others behind her vision. And she seemed to do that step by step and you know, steadily over the years. And in, in my experience, that's extremely rare. Um, she's influenced a lot of thinking and more importantly, I suppose, lots of action. We've all made changes because of Caroline's leadership of LEAF. And then her link to education. So that extended her work into TIA, the Institute of Agriculture and Horticulture. And she, she was personally involved in defining the skills and behaviours that we will want to see in people, colleagues of the future in our sector. And she shared my office for a few days in G's not that long ago. She rolled her sleeves up, she got down to work and she actually did the writing herself. She, she was a great support for Tia. She gave up her time and her thinking, and she was always prepared to stand up and have her say. We could always rely on her to give great feedback and make lots of suggestions, and she was a good as a critical friend, extremely valuable. And then Open Farm Sunday, that's a, kind of another area where I've come into contact with Caroline. That's something that's really important to G's, and it's well established in our calendar and we've seen the event grow from, I think it was 2011 when we had 150 people standing in the rain under a gazebo. And that increased three years ago up to 7,000 people. And I know that's been replicated across the whole sector and the whole country. So our community look forward to um, Farm Sunday. They support us every year and they come back year after year. And we'll certainly be thinking about Caroline in two weeks time. Um, I'd also endorse Caroline being an amazing public speaker, and I've been lucky enough and privileged enough to invite her to various events in G's and also you know, be party to um, others, and not, in, not least women in food and farming. She never seemed to stand still. She always wanted kind of the next thing, and she, it seemed to me that recognition of others was really important to her. So... We, you know, that, that would come through in her work with Tia, but also when she kind of gave recognition to those people that were working beyond the uh, standard LEAF requirements. A colleague of mine described her as a powerhouse of commitments and reminded me of those deserved recognitions that she's received globally for improving the, the environmental performance of people in, in agriculture and her connection to education. She's going to be a huge loss to the industry. She seemed to stay really grounded and was a lovely person. And certainly an outstanding role model 
for women leaders, which is important to me and lots of um, lots of women that are in our sector. She was a fabulous personality, and um, she retained her connection to people, and we heard that on the video of how important that was to her. And if I could only emulate one tiny part of what Caroline has achieved, I would be absolutely delighted and enormously proud. She was an amazing role model. Thank you, Max. Beverly, thank you. Jane. Beverly, can you just turn off your video? Thank you. Jane, you have the floor. Thank you, Max. And thank you, everybody else. It's been really emotional listening to you all. Um, Caroline was an amazingly visionary and creative leader. She was a challenger um, and she didn't believe in the word can't. She wanted to make a difference every day and in every conversation that she had. And many of us have had those tense conversations with her when she challenges everything that you say in part or in, in full. She wanted society to feel differently about farming and food and to understand the intricacies, the contribution and the wonder of the sector. She and Leaf really were ahead of their time. Being pioneering takes a, a really special kind of determination and personality. Caroline had it and drove Leaf and all that the organization stood for. She never ever gave up in communicating her thoughts, in pushing for change and challenging the status quo. That takes great energy and inner confidence, both of which she had. One of Caroline's lasting legacies will be Leaf's Open Farm Sunday, as Beverly mentioned. It started in, 2000, in 2006, thanks to Ian Piggott's Snuffield Farming Scholarship on how to include agriculture in the school curriculum. He'd seen a similar concept in Denmark. Since then, over 1,600 farmers have opened their gates to more than two and a half million people. Feedback from Open Farm Sunday visitors has always been resoundingly positive. People say they now better appreciate the work that farmers do and have a better understanding of what sustainably produced food actually means and the trade-offs therein. My colleague, Rebecca Dawes, has worked with Caroline from the start. Her family has run their Open Farm Sunday events ever since 2006. And she says that to this day, her mum remembers Caroline approaching her with that trademark enthusiasm that was infectious, coupled with a deep understanding of farming. And Rebecca said, Caroline has always committed the time to getting to know all of the host farmer events, the families that run them, where they are. And she knew every farm and the families by name. And many host farmers continue to, to take part because of Caroline. I believe that Caroline is one of the most important ambassadors for ag agricultural education, which extended beyond Open Farm Sunday into LEAF's education work with her wonderful LEAF-ed team led by Carl Edwards. They're 5,000 LEAF education members, which are both farmers and organizations. They've worked with over 75,000 children and trained and supported over a thousand teachers to deliver fun, immersive and knowledge enriching farm visits both physically and during lockdown digitally. She ran LEAF's original speak out training courses with farmers to help them better engage with and to speak about agriculture to a diversity of society. Working with the brilliant Susie Emmett, they achieved a huge amount and the toolkits are still on LEAF's website today. Caroline knew that the economics of farming are challenged and complex, so it's not surprising that her knowledge and campaigning extended into the importance of income generated from agritourism and other diversification and farming for the environment. On the latter point, her time is now as landowners and managers look to profit from the carbon and biodiversity that they build on their farms. As a leader, Caroline was tenacious, visionary, had great integrity, she believed in empowerment, expecting people to step up and do great work, meeting her high standards and energy levels. Finally, we can all learn from Caroline's belief that every person has the power to inspire and to change things and to be themselves in doing that. In the early days of LEAF, to save money, Caroline would sleep on the office floor rather than pay for a hotel room. So passionate was she about the charity's future. Most people would not have admitted to this. Caroline's actions, made her think about your own choices and your impact. Sorry, I'm getting emotional. Well done. Keep going, Jane, we're with you. 
Kepler, you'd be deeply missed by all of us. And as, as Happy said, we must aim for your brilliance. Thank you. Thank you, Jane. Debbie. Uh, I just feel really humbled to be able to add something to this evening's events. Um, I, I, I first knew her when I was a techie working for uh, supermarkets and what came across was very much her thinking and her vision, but also her tenacity in that she was knocked back uh, in, in many senses and just got up again and thought of a different way of tackling it. Um, and actually her vision in terms of en engaging with um, beyond farmers into the supply chain was, was, was actually very visionary um, and very um, of, you know, new of its time, but it actually did in the end yield tremendous benefits. Um, but I think the thing I took away most of all was that she was as human and as kind and as proper with the, the, uh, the grown-ups and the, the people with uh, uh, much, much influence as she was with a humble techie just trying to do bits and pieces. So um, she, she was very much an inspiration to me. Um, and her influence will be truly immense and it will grow over time because what she's laid down is, is stuff that lots of people will now even more so want to run with. Um, so her legacy will just go on and on and on. And I just feel so privileged to have known her in the ways that I knew her and to be able to just connect with her. So she leaves an indelible mark, but you know, let's, let's pull it together and do, do something because that's absolutely what she would have wanted to do. So that was, that was really all I had to add. Thank you. Debbie, thank you. Karen. The floor is yours. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, I'm Karen Mercer and I'm at the moment the Master of the Worship Company of Farmers. Like everyone else, I'm extremely saddened to hear that Caroline had passed away and my deepest sympathy goes to her, her husband, Phil, and her daughter, Gabrielle. Uh, there have been many wonderful tributes to this incredible and brilliant lady who has made such a significant impact on farming and the environment through Leaf and the whole industry is in mourning. I first met Caroline properly about 15 years ago and have had the pleasure of listening to her speak on numerous occasions and feeling totally inspired. Occasionally we'd have an early breakfast at the Farmers Club, catch up with one another's views and then have a chat before starting our day. Caroline wasn't a liveryman, but she was a great friend of the company, always there to give advice and guidance. This year I'm master of the company and my topic has been the future of the family farm. With great generosity and a genuine warmth, Caroline chatted through my programme for the year, suggesting speakers and came onto one of my panels. She was so efficient that during one conversation I was having with her, she pinged me an email that I'd been copied into. While chatting to me, she'd emailed a potential potential caller uh, to expect my call. She never ever let the grass grow under her feet. Um, as many of you know, we annually run two courses, the Challenge of Raw Leadership and the Advanced Course in Agricultural Business Management. Caroline has spoken to the delegates on these courses and new, on numerous occasions, invited back regularly as a speaker, as a pretend, her presentation has always been informative, important, and relevant today's agriculture. Delegates always giving her a high score. Caroline was someone they wanted to listen to and to learn from. Only last Saturday, I was with two alumni, one from the management course in 2011 and the CRL of 2022. Both Richard and Kate spoke of Caroline with the highest of regard and respect. Like many thousands of other people, they have benefited from her words of wisdom and we have truly lost a great ambassador of UK agriculture. It was last November that I attended a dinner at the Farms Club hosted by Caroline to promote the Farmer Time Initiative set up by Tom Martin. What a fabulous way to speak to, to speak and show children in the classroom what happens behind the, beyond the farm gate, in the fields and in the farmyard. To be able to talk to them about the countryside and learn where their food comes from. Through the LEAF platform, this now impacts on 50,000 children and the numbers are growing. LEAF is the perfect example of planting an acorn and watching a mighty oak grow. 
Caroline has left an amazing legacy. It's up to all of us to ensure that it goes from strength to strength. Next Tuesday, Caroline was due to be my guest at our special livery lunch when we celebrate 70 years. Caroline thought that the time had come for her to seriously become a livinger. We would have been such a pleasure and an honour to welcome her into the company. Sadly, that's not to be. Thank you, and God bless you, Caroline. Thank you, Max. Karen, thank you. Can everyone come come back in? And Christine, would you like to yeah. would you like to finish for us, please? Yeah. Well, first of all, I wanted to say thank you to Max and thank you to all of these panelists. But finally, thank you to Caroline for all you've brought to us, your impact, your enthusiasm, and above all, your friendship. We will all miss you greatly, but such as your was your impact that your work will carry on. You have made your life has made such a difference and we all offer our love and support to your family. On a closing note, we have a regular women in food and farming next week and our speaker is Professor Dawn Arnold of Harper Adams University and she'll be talking about how our Harper Adams connects and creates the long-term benefits for the food and farming sectors. So please join us next week if you can. But uh, this was an exceptional webinar that we put together to celebrate the life of the mighty Caroline Drummond. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, everyone, we're, we've switched off the, uh, the social media feeds. We're still on to Zoom. Um, uh, Christine, because I can't can't uh, stop stop the Zoom. So we got to, but most of the people listening in on Zoom are from Women in Food and Farming. Uh, but Christine, if there's anything, but yeah, all the uh, YouTube, uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, the, and there's been thousands of people watching, um, and I'm sure the comments will come in um, on the back of that, and we'll also set it up on the on the podcast as as normal. But Christine, over to you. Well, I, ju I just again wanted to say thank you to everybody. Um, I think we had to script that. I'm sure. I think all of us went through a wobbly bit. Um, thanks very much. And um, I do appreciate that, you know, I think I gave most of you about three days notice of this. And uh, thank you for dropping everything and joining in. And Max. Well done, everyone. I'll send you all the links tomorrow, but that's, uh, that, that, that was fantastic. I think it's, as, as we said at the beginning, all the editorials that came out were so uh, great, but actually to have all of you say mm. from, from the hearts, mm. and I, I love where you all said amazing things, just, just uh, mm. reminiscing about what Karen said at the, at the end, uh, from a little acorn, there's going to be mm. a mighty oak. She's planted this little, little acorn, mm. and there's going to be she's, a mighty oak. She's planted a through. bloody forest. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Well done. Well done, everyone. Thank no, thank Thanks. you, Christine, bye -bye, for pulling everybody. it together. Yeah, it's great. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Bye, everybody. Bye, bye, bye.